0: Hi friends, I'm Lindsay Hale. I'm a wife, mom, and top leader at 31 Gifts. And more recently, I'm an author too. I don't mean to brag, but I have an imperfect, messy, awesome life. I'm passionate about teaching you how you can create a life you love too. I'm a girl from a small town in Illinois, and I have like a million kids. Okay, only five. But that equals limited time to find success. If you're going to hang with me, expect the real deal. The good, the bad, and the ugly. But that's real life. My hope is that after spending a few minutes with me each week, you'll feel refreshed, recharged, and lifted from all of life's things that weigh you down. Thanks for joining. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, thanks for joining today. I'm excited this week to talk to you a little bit about owning your own strengths and it's really interesting how this topic even came up. I was asking a friend who was telling me how she's kind of bored at her job and I said, "Well, what what are your strengths?" And her response was, "I'm great with numbers." And I absolutely adore this friend of mine, so I said, "Oh my goodness, numbers are not your strength. You've got other strengths and so we need to identify what those are because God really, truly made us all with unique strengths, and while our strengths look like other people's um, when we can kind of hone in on those strengths, I tr- truly believe that we can own our own job and find our passion in life. Just you can have any job that you want, but if you 're not using the the gifts that you have just been given, then it can really make it difficult for you to find passion and you can really get buried underneath that fear, obligation, and guilt, or that fog that you guys hear me talk about so often. So I really want to encourage all of you to start digging in and figuring out what are your strengths and what do you know about yourself? It's interesting to me because as children, when we're in school, you hear kids either are, you know, there's all this testing. I see my kids taking tests all the time. So they're constantly doing this testing and they they are coming home and they're telling me, oh, I scored this on my testing for math or I scored this on my testing for reading or I'm not good at math or I'm not good at reading. And so then I think as we grow older, we decide we're either good or bad at certain skills instead of really identifying what our strengths are. And did you know that studies have proven that you are much more likely to grow in your area of strength than you are in your area of weakness? So I just want to take this back to myself growing up. I am not good at math. I always say to people, I am not a numbers person. I am not a systems person. If you give me a spreadsheet, I kind of glaze over. And So I've always kind of shut that part of my brain off, but I was supposed to work on it. So I would spend all this time working on it, right? We'll get a tutor and work on it. And of course, these are skills that you have to have basics in. And I'm not saying that at all, but I would spend all this time in math. And I'm still, if you throw a math problem in front of me, unlikely to be able to really dissect that math problem, unless I can figure out how that fits into A way of communicating or a way of motivating people because I know that my strengths are about communication and my strengths are about activating people. My strengths are um, about helping people achieve and moving people forward. So I know all of those things um, in the math world don't apply to me unless they apply to the things that I'm really great at. So, how well do you really know yourself? And how are we translating that, um, into how we raise our kids, like knowing how well do we really know ourselves? Um, so this friend of mine, I said to her, like, what, what do you, what are you good at? Not like, what are you good at at your job, but what are you good at in humanity? Like, where do you, um, not fit in, but really stand out and where do you make yourself, um, kind of known and shining and, so often I think that those things can also be the bad things, right? So as I was um, growing up, I also always saw myself as a really rebellious child. And um, I was always kind of in trouble because I talked too much or I said the wrong things at the wrong time, which was more likely to have been happening. But as I was doing that, I started to view myself in this way of, gosh, I'm so rebellious. I'm kind of a loser. Like Nobody wants to hear what I have to say. I'm too much. And as I got older, um, a mentor of mine said to me, I hear you say this, that you're rebellious, but I don't think that's what it is. I think you're extremely courageous. And it was at that time that my mind shift started to change and I started to realize, oh my goodness, this is a skill that not everyone has. Not everyone has the ability to communicate clearly how they're feeling um you know where some people kind of jokingly and i even jokingly say sometimes like i'm missing a filter so many women want that voice and they want that ability to be able to speak freely without um, overthinking their words first because that really it really is a skill that i have it's a skill set it is a gift and once i identified that gift i was like ready to charge ahead. That's when I started sharing um, a little blog every now and then. And then people would comment to me about how they loved how vulnerable I was able to get and how much I was sharing. And the things I was sharing didn't seem extremely personal to me. They didn't seem like, oh, I should never share that with someone because they they were true. And what I started to realize is This is something that is um, helpful to other people. And how can I kind of craft my job and make my life fit into my strengths? So with my 31 job, I've really been able to storytell and share where I'm at in a vulnerable way and be brave and just talk and use my words to help people, even though I may not be the most, um, the most able to kind of break something down into a system and give Um, give my team a like step-by-step instruction on how to do something or give them a beautiful spreadsheet. That's not where my my strengths lie. So I actually try to align myself with people who are a little bit more detail-oriented, who are numbers focused and who are very analytical in their thinking. That helps me out a lot. So when we're moving forward as parents, because you know I like to kind of combine all of the things together, I think that when we're doing personal development, It should impact every single area of our lives. It should impact our faith. It should impact our parenting. It should impact our marriage. Um, And the better you know yourself, the better you're able to parent, the better you're able to show up for your marriage. Because if you don't understand yourself and know yourself and love yourself, how can you expect someone else to understand you and know you and love you? And um, so I think it's really important that we really start to own that. So when you're parenting, I really want to ask you to consider when people ask your children or when you ask them, what do you want to be when you grow up? Because you know, that question is inescapable, like it's just a question that People are always going to ask, and everyone's always going to be thinking, okay, what's the next step? What are you interested in? Do you love science? Do you love teaching? Um, You know, do you love architecture? Do you love building? What is it that you want to do? And that's an okay question to ask because we do know, I mean, I think of my own children, and I have one who's so good with children. I have one that is so good at using their hands to build. I have one who is like the ultimate researcher. He could find you any piece of knowledge anywhere in the world. And then I have one who is more like me, very outspoken, um, very quick to speak her mind and able to communicate how she feels. So, and then we have one that we're just still waiting to find out um, what he loves, but all of those things are great. Um, skills to have, and they maybe could identify themselves as, you know, architects or pediatricians or things like that. But how do I want them to show up in that job? And so that's often what we talk about. I'll say, okay, it's awesome that you want to be a teacher. Tell me about the kind of teacher that you want to be. What are the kind of teachers that you love? How do they show up at class? Do they show up attentive, present? Do they show up... um, you know with a servant heart do they show up um, are they funny are they humorous like are they able to to make light of situations how how is it that you want to show up and what is the character you want to put forward in order to really be the best teacher possible or the best doctor possible or the best carpenter possible i mean we don't have to have these big giant lofty dreams you can show up as a great communicator and um, be a work at the checkout there 's this woman that works this just came to my mind that there 's this woman she 's actually at the grocery store now, but she used to work at our walgreens, and I think she is just she just exudes joy she would you would walk in and she would just be so excited that you were at walgreens and then whenever I started going to the grocery store, I was like, "Oh look, she moved to this place and I've seen her at church and stuff. I see her around town and I don't know what it is exactly. I would guess that her gift is the gift of um, hospitality, but she really just makes you feel welcome. And to the point of, I have no idea what her name is, but I recognize her around town. And so it's not like you have to have some kind of amazing job. You can tell she's happy with where she is in life, that she's content, that she's using what God has given her to make the best of her day, and she's got passion in her life because she knows where she fits into the world. She knows what makes her shine. So when you're talking to your children about what they want to be when they grow up, or when you're thinking about, what do I want to do with my life? I want you to consider, what are your strengths? And if we've gotten this far into the show and you're still trying to think, like, I don't really know what my strengths are. I don't really know what makes me tick. Don't worry. I feel like that's so normal. And I think that there's just a little bit of investment you need to make into yourself. So there is a book called Strength Finders 2.0. Don't worry, you don't even have to buy the book. You can actually just go online and um, it is a $20. I think it's like $19.99 to find out your top five strengths. You guys, I mean, I don't get, they they give me nothing for saying this, but um, they don't don't even know I'm saying this actually. (laughs) So um, get that test. I think it takes maybe a 30 minutes or so to take the test, sit down, take the test, don't think while you're doing it, just answer, and find out what your strengths are. It's pretty cool because the first time I took that test was probably 8 to 10 years ago, and then not too long ago, I was like, I'm going to take this test again because, you know, it's been a while, maybe I need to take it again and see if I've changed, and I got the exact same strengths, and then it it lists them, and then it lists kind of a description of each of your strengths. And it also will tell you how to use those strengths, like where maybe would be a best place for you to plug in um, in society for jobs and so forth. Not that you have to do that, but it can really help you figure out where to make your niche at work. Because even if you're working in an area that isn't really your strength, as you start to see how can I work my strength into my job, you can almost start creating your own um, job description as you move forward. So there's also some free things like Enneagram. There's the DISC test. Um, Those are some that you can access free online. And those are great. I am um, an Enneagram 8, which is the challenger who is uh, more direct and who can kind of convince people to do things But um, And that shows, you know, these are all the positive things and some things that you may not like about being the challenger are that sometimes people find me intimidating. I can't even tell you how often people will say, the first time I met you, I thought you were so intimidating, (laughs) Um, which always makes me laugh because my heart is always to help. And I do think um, it can be seen as a negative, but I choose to really focus on the positive pieces of it. That I am just willing to um, stand up boldly for what I believe in and for the people around me and to kind of say what I'm thinking. Um, The other test that I would strongly encourage you to take is um, the five love languages and figure out what your love language is, figure out what your kids love languages are. Because those will really help you to kind of figure out how you tick. You know, it's great to know how your children, what your children's love languages are. And there's actually a different test for them. So if you have kids, do that. But also for your spouse. Sometimes I can just look at it and figure out what that is. So um, I'm trying to think if I can think of all the five love languages. But they are um, gifts, um, words of affirmation, physical touch uh, quality time. And what's the fifth one? You, you know what? There's people on the other end telling me right now what the fifth one is because so many people are familiar with this test, but take the test, figure out where you are. Oh, acts of service. I'm sorry. I should totally have thought of that because that's what my husband's, um, love language is Rob's love language is acts of service. And mine is quality time and words of affirmation are almost equal for me. So interestingly, um, he will show me his love by acts of service. Like he is just such a busy bee, always doing some like awesome projects around the house and things like that. And I am one who will go and praise him for it. And, you know, he may, may or may not accept that as a way of love. Like I could go and say, oh my goodness, I I love what you've done. And he may not think that that feels like love, but he feels you know, loved by me when I make dinner. Same thing. Like I might be doing something really well and he is, uh, he forgets to tell me, Oh my gosh, honey, I loved that you did that because that's how I receive love and that's how I give love. But he's showing me love by, you know, um, doing things around the house to, you know, keeping up on the laundry or things like that when I'm, when I'm off doing work things. So, you know, it's just really interesting how you can start to see, oh my goodness, he's really been showing me love all this time. I just wasn't recognizing it. And here's how I'm showing you love. And then you can kind of integrate those things and remind yourself, you know what, sometimes I have to give acts of service or, you know, um, the physical touch or the gifts or whatever. Even though those things don't speak to me, they may speak to someone that you love much bigger. So I really want to encourage you to start to figure out what it is that makes you tick. Like, who did God create you to be? And then figure out how to work yourself into the world and stand out in those areas. Because where we focus, we grow. And where, you know, so often we spend this time focusing on what we don't have instead of what we do have. And statistics show that a girl's self esteem peaks at age nine. And as I'm getting ready to approach my um, youngest daughter's ninth birthday, I keep telling myself like, she's never going to feel better about herself than she does right now unless. I change the way I talk to her unless I change her into stopping to, to identify the characteristics that she has that makes her unique to this world instead of that to-do list, because you can say, you know what, I'm going to be a teacher or I'm going to be a doctor, but then there's this checklist of things you think I have to do in order to be that, right? Like I, I have to do this. I have to do that. Like I have to, um, you know, decorate my classroom. I have to grade the children's papers. I have to teach this subject. I have to, you know, I don't know what that list looks like for each person in each job, but we get wrapped up in this title or this to do instead of who to be and how to show up. So if we can start really focusing on our strengths, we can show up fully ourselves. And the more often you show up fully yourself and like owning, you know what, this is who I am. And this is what makes me great. The easier it is for somebody else to be more at ease with themselves. So it makes you more confident and it makes the people around you more confident. And then it grows your connections and your relationships. And it really does change the world when you understand who you are. So I hope that you can go out and own your own strengths and walk away feeling a little more lifted this week. Have a great day.